Welcome to the Kingsley Grant Show, the podcast dedicated to helping you become the leader everyone loves and wants to follow. Kingsley believes his leadership paradigm, emotelligence, the art of succeeding where others failed, is the key to achieving this status. On this show, Kingsley guides you through the uncharted waters of emotional intelligence and leadership essentials, with the guarantee that upon exit, you will become more skilled in relationship management, decision-making, and job performance. Now here's your host, your coach, and your Sherpa, Kingsley Grant. Here we go, here we go, here we go. This is your boy, Kingsley Grant, behind the Jamaican microphone, bringing you yet another exciting show from the Deep Command Center of the Immortelligence Leadership Institute, where I am sitting on this treasure of resources that I am each time bringing forth to you. It is highly protected and guarded, cannot be trapped by GPS or any other satellite means. It is deep, okay? I want to make sure that you understand. And simply because I want to preserve this information, this knowledge, this resource just for you. And today we are going to pull one out and talk about how intelligent leaders give helpful feedback and not constructive criticism. Now, here is where I think sometimes people might get the idea or the feeling as if I am, you know, growing up in Jamaica, the, the phrase is nitpicking. I'm not sure what it really fully means, but it has the idea that it's almost like being anal, right? Picking at every little thing. And I'm not being that way. It's, it's just that the whole idea of intelligence, the art of succeeding where others failed, has caused me to take a look at things a different way. It causes me to, and will cause you, as you become an intelligent leader, to not just accept things because we've always done it that way. We've always said it that way. We always, we've always heard it that way. And, and so we've accepted things and never taken the time to examine for ourselves and think for ourselves. Immortelligent leaders are thinkers. We are ones that are going to look at the status quo, how things have always been done. And sometimes the idea, the prevailing idea or thought is, if it's not broken, what? Don't fix it, right? That's how we've heard many times. Well, no, we're, we're simply saying sometimes some things may not be, or let's put it this way, may not look broken, may not look broken, but when you take a closer look, you find that it actually is. You know, I have, I do a talk where I demonstrate about how something that might have been cracked or something that have had something happen to it, for example, a cup, that I have this cup and what happened is it's been cracked. But when I hold it together and even put a rubber band around it, I can pour water inside of it or any other liquid and nothing leaks out because how the crack was 
done is almost expertly, expertly, it was done in an expert manner. I was going to say expertly. Is that a word? Well, it was done in an expert manner. And only me. No, don't try this at home because you might break all your coffee cups and have none left. And I don't want you to blame me for that. But anyway, this cup, if you look from a distance, you would not notice the crack. But when you take a closer look, you realize it did, it does have a crack. And if I just pull it apart, you would realize I have two parts to the cup in my hand. And this talk I do, I've done, it's that it's cracked, but still usable. And I demonstrate that. And I talk about how people in our lives, we have our cracks, but we're still usable. And we should never forget that because sometimes we overlook the fact that we, all of us have flaws. None of us are perfect. We have things we are working on or ought to work on, right? That fits all of us. My whole point in sharing that story with you about this this coffee cup is simply saying sometimes in our leadership and what we've walked into and stepped into and been promoted into, invited into, may on the outside look perfect as if nothing is wrong with it. And so we have the mentality, if if it's not broken, don't fix it. Well, it may not appear broken, right? Many of our leadership ideas that we do leadership around, the principles that we have been given, right? We, We tend to accept it at face value because some guru or some expert have told us that is the way it ought to be. And so we, we've never truly closely examined and asked the question, could it be done another way? Is there another way? Let's look at something you know very well, right? Uber, the Uber industry. And when you, Uber came along, they looked at the, the commercial transportation industry, and they're wondering, is there another way? Is there a more convenient way? Could it be done other than we've always accepted to be the way it's always done? And they challenged the status quo. Was it broken? Maybe not from an, a, a distance. Well, people get around, the taxis work, the, the metro system works, and, and we've kind of accepted that. But Uber says, no, what if? What if we could do it another way? More expeditiously, more efficiently. And they introduce, of course, now we have Uber, and Uber has revolutionized the transportation industry. They have the largest, one of the the largest companies in the world and do not own a a vehicle in a fleet using to upstage and interrupt what we once had, right? That is also true in other industries that have kind of done something very similar. But Airbnb, again, another company that has come along and looked at the hotel industry and how people would make reservations to travel and stay at a resort or any of that kind. And they wondered, what if? Now, it may not be a broken system. The hotel industry seemed to have been doing ever well, I mean, since, you know, how, who knows how long. 
And everyone accepted that to be the way it is. But they came along and said, well, what if we did something differently? And that is what I am inviting you to to do as a leader, an intelligent leader. What if? What if we could do? It may not be broken, but can it be improved? Can it be replaced? Is there a better way than the way we have now, we're now doing it? Now, here's what happens, though. Sometimes people see that as a critique, a criticism. Well, it, in a sense, it is a criticism of what is there in place. But it's not in a negative way. It's a critique that says, let's examine and critically look at what is in place. And then try to find a better way, a more efficient way to get things done, right? What I have heard, though, is this word, when you combine the word constructive criticism, for some reason, I've always struggled with that because criticism sounds so negative, right? And it's, it's strange to put two words is that a polar opposite? Have you ever tried to use to put two magnets on the poles together and what happened? They they just they find a way to push away from each other because it's not made to the the magnetism is not made to work that way. And and sometimes I find the word constructive criticism is like those two magnets. They're not made to work that way. We can try and force to fit them together, and it sounds wonderful. It's constructive criticism. I don't know of a person that when they hear that and say, oh, I'm giving you constructive criticism, ever hear that in a positive way. They tend to hear it in a negative way. And almost immediately, our defenses go up. We are tending to, are we tighten? We become tensed, right? Is it whole fight, flight, kind of thing begin to to take effect is triggered our autoimmune system is triggered when we hear oh i'm going to give you some constructive criticism i've never liked that i have received it and have gotten it from people who i admire and who have my best interest at heart but somehow even then my ears perks up and my body goes in a tensed mode at that moment. Why? Because it doesn't sound positive, right? Now, it worked and has worked. What we're trying to do as intelligent leaders is, is find a better way, is to do an Uber on that phrase, to do an Airbnb on that phrase, basically, by saying, what if we choose a better way of saying that? Helpful feedback. Now, if I was to say to you, I want to give you some helpful feedback. Now, would you go in a, a tense mode hearing that versus constructive criticism? Now, be honest. What would you do? I know when someone says to me, Kingsley, you know, I, 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 I saw what you just did, and I can I offer you some helpful feedback? I'm saying, sure, because I know this person wants to give me something that would make what I've done better. It's not being criticized. It's being evaluated. So the word that I use in my book, the intelligent leader succeed where others failed, 
or the phrase that I use is evaluative feedback. Intelligent leaders give evaluative feedback. They evaluate the, fee- the feedback they're given. They have evaluated what I've done, and now they're giving me the, the, the feedback that could help me improve and do what I've done better. That is what intelligent leaders do. Now, here's the tricky part. It requires a skill to do that where a person can also receive it even though it says it's evaluative. But the person needs to hear it in a manner where they can, it is palatable, right? It's digestible. It is something they can swallow. You know, imagine when we're giving medicine to a person, a child, and even ourselves. There's some medication, would you agree, that doesn't taste too good? I mean, have you ever had a, you know, for example, the, you know, antibiotics, for example, most of them don't taste good. But I find that the medication or the medicines that are good for us, for the most part, are the ones that don't actually taste good. Is it any wonder the manufacturers, when they're creating medication for kids, will flavor it a certain way? Strawberry, grape. And, you know, this and that, it's colorful, it's, it smells, it tastes good. They have that taste to it to kind of mask what it would be like without those flavoring. You know, we have at our home, we have a little dog. It's a Maltese. And sometimes they get getting a bit older. It's about 11 years old right now. And, and every now and then it has some pain issues. We have some medication we give to it with pain or anything we're giving to it, giving to our dog, whether it's a, you know, a pain medication or we're giving it even vitamins, right? It's outside of what it's the dog is used to. And what we would do is bury that in something that they would, they're used to. It could be their food or something very nice, table food. Yes, I know, I know. If you are truly a dog lover and somebody who, you know, are is, you know, you hear me mention about giving a dog or an animal table food and you're like, oh, don't you know, Kingsley, once you begin to give them a table food, you never can get them to eat their own food anymore. I hear that before and I, I it's true because I find that it's hard now to get our dog to eat this. It's its own food without some kind of mixing in a table food inside of there. But we don't mind. We, we spoil them. But the point is, when we give our dog a medication, we hide it. We, we, we give a feedback in a way where the dog can, well, will not even spit it out. Sometimes he does, right? When he, he chews a bit too much and like, wait a minute, something is hidden here. Something is inside here that doesn't seems right, feel right, tastes right, and he spits it out. And that's the same thing with kids. When you're giving them something that's very nicely flavored, but you're hid, you've hid that nasty tasting thing inside of that. They don't want it. They spit it out. Well, isn't that the same thing? Well, let me just say it. You may not, I cannot just say, isn't that the same thing? But it's the same thing when you're giving people feedback. You give it in a way where they can hear it. You, you kind of hide the medicine 
in between the flavoring. I call that the sandwich feedback. And I teach on this. I share how leaders can give a sandwich feedback in a manner where the person who is hearing it say thank you. That is a goal. That is the goal of feedback, where the person who receives it can say to you, thank you. Because of how you have delivered it. It's your delivery. And that's why I said earlier, it's a skill that has to be developed. Not everyone is skilled in doing this. Certain personalities that are, you know, I've heard people say, I'm not the Mr. Nice or Miss Nice. You know, I just get straight to the, I cut to the chase. I go straight for the juggler. I just, you know, I just say it as it is. I just tell you as it is. Well, if you are a leader that is of that makeup where you just say, I'll just tell you as it is. It's almost like I don't care how you think or feel. I'm just going to tell you as it is. I am telling you the truth, they'll say. Well, truth must be tempered as well, right? It's not that you're, you're not going to tell the truth because when I give a, an evaluative feedback, I'm telling the person the truth. However, it's how where, when I deliver that. My goal is for them to say thank you. If you hear anything in this, make sure that whenever you give a feedback of any kind, that that person will say thank you at the end. How do you know that? Imagine someone giving you that kind of feedback. What would make you say thank you to them? What would you say? Would cause you to look up and say, hey man, thank you so very much for helping me out and for Pointing that out, I would never have thought about that. I would never have seen that until you showed it to me. I appreciate that. That is what you want them to do. That is what you want them to say once they've heard the feedback. Now, as an intelligent leader, you're looking for a way to present a feedback like this, where it's evaluated. You've evaluated what they've done. That means you have taken the skill of leadership skills of listening very well, paying attention, not being distracted, not multitasking while they're doing whatever they're doing because you want them to hear and you want them to know that you have paid very close attention so that you can make sure that what it is your sight in they can concur and say, oh yeah, I did say, I remember myself saying that or doing that. I, I, wasn't, I wasn't sure if I did it the right way. Now you're giving them the feedback that helps them to become better. That is your goal. And, and I find sometimes in leadership, when you don't have that as your end result or your end goal, and as a matter of fact, don't have any other reason than just to say, I'm a leader and I don't like what was said. I don't like what was done and I'm going to correct it. And that's what you're doing is pulling the leadership card. You're using and leveraging your position as a leader. That, my friend, does not work too well in our 21st century. We've got to modify and change that. Therefore, you look for what it is and so my whole idea of the sandwich mentality is how do you give medication to a child? You flavor it on both sides, not just one, on both sides. Then you deliver it, right? Then you deliver it. 
It could be a fitting time for that child or that dog. As I mentioned my dog earlier, right? So it's a when you're going to deliver that. Very timely and very, it's almost like surgically done where you are very careful about how you cut, how you kind of do the surgery on the delivery. Now, I'm not saying you make it a very formal thing where it's like, oh, here. No, again, that's a giveaway. Make it as natural and as organic as possible where that person will realize that they have just been given medication and enjoyed it and actually it's been and swallowed it and didn't realize that's what they got, but they know something happened. They start feeling better. They start doing things better. Because you got that medication in. So my whole idea of this point of this episode is, and by the way, this is episode number 50, right? It's actually 51 because my first episode is 00. So it's actually 51. So we've crossed the 50, 50th episode line. And so I want to say thank you so very much for staying with me and listening and helping me push the Kings of Grand show across the 50th episode line. So I just want to say congratulations to you as I congratulate myself because it's us. We are doing this together. So thank you so much for making this possible. I feel I'm energized and inspired. And every time I go to the, the deep recesses of the Immortelligence Leadership Institute, when I go in that place where highly guarded resource just for you, and I pull one out each and every time and deliver it to you. Man, this is what I, I find so incredible, incredibly fulfilling. And because I'm thinking of you out there and to give you what it is I believe is going to help you become the leader everyone loves and wants to follow. That is the book, my book that I, I wrote recently and is now available on Amazon. So if you go to Amazon and type in Immortelligent Leaders, right? So the, I'm sorry, the Immortelligent Leader. <laughs> I can't even sometimes re- remember what my book is entitled. No, I, I do. So Immortelligent is E-M-O-T-E-L-L-I-G-E-N-T. Get your print copy or your ebook version of the of this of the book, and, and you'll see what I talk I'm talking about when I say about the evaluative feedback. I cover that under the seventh essential traits of successful leaders, where I talk about leadership is directorship. And I, I talk about how at some point as a leader, you're going to have to direct the ship and make the decisions and the hard call and all those different things and give feedback because you want things to be done a different way. And it's how you go about doing it. And, and of course, that's the last trait I mentioned and there's a reason why I positioned that at the last and not earlier on, because you've got to build relationship. As I mentioned earlier on in the in the book, you'll see that I put those things first. It's layer upon layer to get to the last one. So I just wanted to mention that just in case you wondered, having heard me mention the book and about the evaluative feedback, why and where that uh, you would find that. So is it within the context of the last essential traits. So my friend, I hope today what I shared is that we want to disrupt things that are just taken for granted sometimes. 
And I hope you listened to my episode number 49, where I I demonstrated something like that, where I actually kind of did a, you know, what I'm talking about here, where someone, Simon Sinek, as a, as a matter of fact, was a person, Simon Sinek, and he talked about a statement that I saw in his LinkedIn post, and I kind of give my response that was kind of different and contrary to everyone else who was responding. So I would love for you to listen to that episode and let me know what you think on that because it'd be very helpful to see your thoughts on what it is I shared, okay? So my friend, I want to say thank you again so very much for taking the time to listen to this podcast and this episode. And remember this, you are one skill away from your best hope. One skill away from your best hope. And this is what this show is all about. It's trying to get you to your best hope and giving you the skill set to get there. So my friends, you are intelligent enough to know that this show has come to an end. And so with that said, my friend, you know how it closes show out is peace out. God bless. And I'll see you on the flip side. Yeah.